Hey, it's Lee with Noelle, the wine star at Certix East Hennepin University in Northeast Minneapolis. And this is our um, top three wines of the week podcast. We told you what the top three wines of the week were on Cool 108. And here's where we get to break it down and talk about them. Kind of oh, like that. I love it because you get to tell the stories behind some of these wines. Of course, it's nice to know that these are the top wines. And if other people are buying them, people tend to want to as well. But why and why should you? So before we get to those two, yeah. I, I just want to tease that later on in the podcast, <laughs> we're going to pair wines with all that leftover Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. Or we're, oh. we're going to try. <laughs> or we're going to rip the pairings that we were <laughs> that we received. And we're like, really? Oh, we'll talk uh. about that coming up. So great wine pairings with your Halloween candy coming up. Okay. Top three wines of the week. Okay, the first is a sparkling wine from the Bordeaux region of France, which is not unusual in France, but a little more unusual here in the United States. So it's a Cremant de Bordeaux from Calvé. It is a rosé, which means it's pink. It is brut in style, which means it's dry. And it is one of these wines that we're going to start seeing a real uptick in purchasing on because people are going to be celebrating the holidays. Mm-hmm. They're going to be getting together to just, you know, gather. This is, tends to be a really strong, entertaining time of year we're getting into. And it's always nice to have a bottle of sparkling wine on hand that isn't crazy expensive. Yeah. Here's the deal. If you're having a party, I don't care if it's four people, six people, maybe 20 people. Mm-hmm. Have your nice little flutes pre-poured, maybe. Yeah, as soon as you know they're coming in. When they come in the door. Hand hand it to them. Yeah. It's such a lovely gesture. Yeah. And then everyone sort of like whatever their like worries were of the day or it just it just goes away. Yeah. They're like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Do we drop anything into it? You could. There's some fun things you can do. One of the things that I have seen people. Well, first of all, you can make umpteen cocktails and it's not hard. Like if you take. The sparkling rosé, you can add a little bit of like Salerno blood orange liqueur to it. Mm. You could add Canton ginger liqueur. I mean, there's so many little cool liqueurs that you could add just a tiny bit to that takes it to a whole different direction. I like drinking sparkling wine as a pairing even for food. A lot of people see it as very celebratory. And like you said, properly so when you walk in the walk door. Walk in the door, yeah, yeah. But don't just put it away then. I mean, anything salty, creamy, crunchy, or fatty goes great with sparkling wine. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Potato chips, awesome. Popcorn, great. Fried chicken, delicious. <laughs> like all of those things work really well with okay. sparkling wine. And it's also a great brunch companion. So think of when you're having quiches and all the stuff that you have at brunch. It's a great it's a great wine to serve there. Okay, if you don't recapping know which one. the number one is the Calvé. Cremant de Bordeaux from Bordeaux, France. Okay, perfect. Number two. Okay, this one's super exciting. And the reason it is is because... It was a news flash for me. So it is a Spanish white wine called Marquita Caceres. It's from the Ruida region. The grape is Verdejo. And why this was such a news flash for me is that this little bottle of wine that we sell full price for $10.99 has sat on the shelf as long as I have worked at Certix. And I have walked past it. I have pointed to everything else around it. We, my husband and I, were on vacation in San Antonio a couple weeks ago, and we went to... um, a, a wonderful restaurant that did a 10 course meal pairing um, food from the different regions of Mexico. Oh, cool. And this was one of the wines that they paired. And I was sort of like, hmm, when I saw it, like, okay, I know you, $10. I pass you all the time. I in pass the you all the time. And it <laughs> was, was lovely. <gasps> really? Lovely. Okay, so here's how I will describe it to you, Lee, because I know. Um, I know the label. I've seen it. Well, yeah, and yeah. the reds, we sell. All, I mean, everybody knows the Rioja. They make, a, you know, the yes. different levels of Rioja, the, the Crianza to the Reserva, to the Grand Reserva. But this is their white. And it is. Here's what was great about it. It has on the fruit spectrum. It is going to fall more towards citrus. Um, it's going to be. Um, 
a little weightier than a traditional Sauvignon Blanc would be. So, you know, Sauvignon Blancs are real light and this has a little more oomph to it, but there's no oak and it just, it was just a great partner to kind of that like earthy corn and chili flavor that we were having with the food we were having. But it was, you know, I've bought now several bottles since we've been back because, and someone walks in the door and they're like, I'd love white wine. It's like, oh, what is this? It's just so much more than what you'd expect. And it's Can't wait to try it's 11 it. bucks, yeah. full price. Good for taco night. Good for taco night. There you go. So anyways, a nice alternative if you're a Sauvignon Blanc fan. Okay, that looks really, I love the bottle too. Yep. Super okay, cool. and then, and we all know the Phantom Red Blend. Yes, from Bogle. And you know, this is an interesting wine. So it is going to be more in line with, um, you know, red blends can either take on characteristics of the Cab Merlot style from Bordeaux or Rhone, which tends to be more Grenache Syrah, Petite Syrah. That is not a that's not a Rhone varietal, but that's how the U.S. tends to break down. This is going to be more that Rhone Valley style. So richer, fuller, velvety. Um, it's a great red blend, but it's also not a simple red blend because I think that can happen, too, sometimes mm-hmm. with some of our domestic mm-hmm. wines. They're just so easy. They're like, look, 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 look and done. This one's got some some. Backbone to it. So about Bogle. So Bogle, everyone will know. Um, their wines are not terribly expensive. I want to say ten, nine, ten dollars. Well, this regular. time of year with Halloween week, you buy that bottle. Oh, I know the Phantom, the Phantom label on it. Super so cool. Now this is a limited release, and in limited in the terms of they make more than um you might think, but it's limited in terms of their other stuff is it's just huge production. So this is a little more limited. It is a little more expensive. I believe this sits somewhere just under $20 full retail price, but it is um, dark notes. So all the dark berries you can think of, blackberry, blueberry, you know, black raspberry, and then kind of a a little line through it of like a a peppery spice note to it. I mean, it's a really lovely bottle of wine. I love, I just zoomed in on the The label. The the label. Do you know what it says below? What does it say? Mysterious and hauntingly seductive. Ooh. <laughs> Who doesn't want that? Well, there you go. <laughs> so a nice big bold red now that the temperature is starting to cool and you're sitting outside by the fireplace and, you know, trying to stay toasty inside now. Isn't that great? Yeah. Top so three wines of the week. Um, and, and recap of number one is the Calvé Cremant de Bordeaux Brut Rosé. The second is the Marquis de Caceres uh, Ruida of the Verdejo grape from Merida. And last but not least is the Bogle Phantom Red Blend from California. Okay, perfect. Um, and we like to put the uh, pictures on, on the website, cool108.com, keyword wine, if you just want to look at the bottles so you don't mess up when you go to the store. Um, have you ever heard of the wine buying site, Vivino? I think I have. Well, they are the ones who came out with... <laughs> is this this list you sent me? Yes. <laughs> What'd you think? It was before Halloween, but now we got all this candy laying around. Right, you know? right. Um, these are the the parent according to this website the uh, perfect candy and wine pairing. So let's mm. just chat about them. Okay, really let's let's do it. Pink starburst with Moscato di Asti. Okay, so I can see where this this is gonna. I see Has why to be this pink, is here. I guess, huh? Well, and also like I feel like okay, so this is just me. Like I think there's a couple ways you can approach pairing. You can either do yin and yang or you do yin and yang. And this is yin and yang because okay. this is sweet and sweet. Sweet and sweet. How and about- that almost hurts my teeth a little bit. Okay. But, you know, for those people who are total, you know, sugar pusses, I guess that would be great. There you go. You go to number two. I cannot. This is Swedish <laughs> Swedish fish and lambrusco. And okay, like, I, I no. Like, it's first of all, I just don't like Swedish fish. You know oh, what I mean? Really? No, do you? Oh, yeah. And I'm Swedish. So I maybe there's something wrong with I me. I can't eat that many of them, but they're But, awesome. like, don't you, like, feel your 
Your nice. filling's kind of yeah. like pulling a little. Absolutely. All right. See, maybe what I'm going to learn here is I'm just not, I'm a chocolate girl, but not a candy okay. well, girl. So maybe her. I should be a little more open-minded. Let's go to Hershey's Kisses. Hershey's Kisses and Zinfandel. That sounds like a winner to me. Like, <laughs> I'm in. I would, I would totally, because, you know, Zins can be kind of big and fruity and chocolate goes well with that. And that sounds nice. Okay. And then um, I want to talk about white chocolate in a second, but first mm-hmm. uh, Hershey's Milk Chocolate Bar and Syrah. Okay. I'm going to say... In my humble opinion, no to that. And here's why. Milk? Milk chocolate is going to be a little bit lighter. I think Syrah would do well with like a like a dark, dark chocolate. chocolate. Yes. That's maybe that's what I would say. But, okay. you know, wh- who knows? Here it says Kit Kat and Pinot Noir, which I can see, but mm-hmm. you've got something better. Okay, and I, this is tried and true. So I was telling you I was at a Riedel tasting with Riedel Stemware, which is the most renowned wine glasses for wine drinking. And the, I think it's fifth generation. Mr. Riedel was Maximilian there. Maximilian Riedel. Oh, there you go. Was there leading the tasting. And as we were going through, I noticed, you know, we there was no food pairing. This was just tasting how the glasses work with the different wines. And it's fascinating. If you ever have a chance to do it, do it. Yeah. So um, now we got Pinot Noir, which is a big, big round, round bowl, bowl that yep. tapers up so that it hits your nose yeah. and it hits your tongue and a certain thing. And there was a square of, of white chocolate, which, you know, I don't know about you, but like that's the last chocolate I would go to if I was picking chocolate, dark chocolate, yeah, yeah. milk chocolate, fine. But there's that little... Lonely white chocolate sitting there. So he said, I want you to, after we've tasted through, he's like, I want you to save some of the Pinot Noir in your glass. And I want you to taste the Pinot Noir, take a bite of the white chocolate, and then take another sip of the Pinot Noir again. Oh. It, and, and I'm thinking, I don't know about this. But boy, was it, Nailed it huh? fabulous. Is so it really that's good? a fun. So like we were talking, you know how you buy that Hershey's um Mix bag of the little minis, yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's always the like crappy white chocolate that nobody eats. Nobody keep them, yeah. keep them, and drink them with your Pinot no- and eat them with your Pinot Noir. Okay, now we're getting deeper into the reds. Yeah, Whoppers yeah. and Cabernet Sauvignon. Whoppers. Um, <laughs> you know, okay, okay, okay. And again, this is going to go back to my. I can, I can see it. I guess, yes, I can see it. Here's what I struggle with. I do not like the texture of Whoppers. That uh, chalky bite. Ah, maybe so. Maybe I'd be like. Mm. Yeah, I guess. But then I like again, Whoppers, but again, like Swedish fish, can't do too many. Well, and I think the thing with the Whoppers, too, is that covering, that chocolate covering is pretty milk chocolatey. Okay, gotcha. And, and maybe the cab would then be sort of a yin-yang to it. I don't yeah. know. Okay, well, Reese's, I'll say yeah, why not? Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Gamay. Is it Gamay? Gamay. Gamay. So that's the grape of Beaujolais. Maybe. Yeah. Um, there's a story about Reese's Peanut Butter Cups this week. They're coming out with a thinner Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. All right. I love Reese's peanut butter cups. I know, cups. but a thinner might be kind of cool. It might be good. Can I just say, have you ever, like, the, okay, so the next time you're going to taste, when you taste this pairing and see if it works, I'm going to say maybe. I mean, yeah. you know I mean? peanut yeah. butter is peanut butter, though. So, you know, I don't know. I never really think of pairing peanut butter with wine, but, eh, okay. But t- think it's the most delicious candy in the world. But that peanut butter, if someone handed you, like, if you asked for peanut butter and that peanut butter was what they gave you, you'd be like, what is this? But in that candy, it's yeah, just, like, know, it's perfection. Peanut butter in the world. So good. Okay, a, li- a couple of ones really quick. Before. Okay. I'm going to end with the third to the last. But Skittles okay. and Madeira? I say no. Okay. I'm going to say no yeah. to that. And here's why. Skittles are, like, like candy candy, and Madeira is an oxidized, fortified wine that I just don't Would see Skittles that. Would Skittles go with anything? Well... <laughs> I mean, maybe you could go back up to the like the Moscato, that sweet with sweet. I don't know. Okay, not in my there's mind. There's a Jolly Ranchers one, but no, not with wine. Uh, here's no. the best though, really. M and M's and port. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. Oh yeah, all night long. Oh, you know what even <laughs> would be good is the pretzel one. Oh, <laughs> with there the because the salty and then the mm mm. That might go with the cab. <gasps> that's the one. 
there you go. I think we need to call these people and say, you have this sort of wrong. And there we're going to fix this. No, good for them. I like that people are trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, coming up in the next couple of weeks, we'll talk about getting ready for your Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? No. It's November 1st, like soon. And I know uh, you're not a big fan of... Beaujolais Nouveau, Beaujolais, what is it? Beaujolais Nouveau. It's not that I'm not a huge fan. I just feel like there's so much more Beaujolais out there that people tend to just look at that. It's great. Don't get me wrong. But they just look at it for one day. For one day. But but then I want those people to say, if you enjoy that, then like the real stuff is the cruise and the village. Like drink the... Drink the keep keep going go is it deeper. The third no third Thursday in third November. Third Thursday, which I think this year is the fifteenth. Hold on, I'll tell you in two seconds. Okay, so we'll talk more about that coming up that week of the third. Thursday it is the fifteenth of yeah. November, which will be the release. And so, just so everybody knows, you legally cannot release it before that day. Like, so people come in that first week, they're like, "Oh, can I get that Beaujolais Nouveau now?" No, can't have it. Literally, you can't have it. Can't have it till the day it's released. Weird, but yeah, that's what it is. Rules. The law. The French rules. They're so ruly. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, um, this weekend at Certix, mm. if you happen to be shopping at Certix, and you should because it's a blast. Heart healthy sales going on. Yeah, so all wines, beer, and spirits are on sale. We also have Chateau de la Rulerie's owner and winemaker Philippe Germain Ooh. in our store. Friday and Saturday, I believe, from I'm gonna say eleven to six both days. Um, I love so the name. It's cool. Well, and the, and he's He's awesome. Like this is if you're if you're imagining a French winemaker and you're thinking someone in a chateau with an ascot and a lapel pin. Is that him? No. Oh. He's so like he's so approachable and so he loves his wine. He loves his estate. He loves to tell people about them. He has a great French accent and he's just wonderful. And he so so Loire Valley is where his property is. Um he has a wide range of um Chenin Blanc is the white grape, and the way he makes it, he has a dry style, he's got an off-dry style and a dessert style, and then he also has Cabernet Franc that he makes that's spectacular. So, so what brings him? How do you get him here? How does he, He's just visiting all kinds of stores? No, and- we are exclusive oh. with him in Minnesota, so the only place that his wines are available retail is at Certix, and that's been a long relationship that our store has worked on with him um, I'm 15 plus years. And uh, so, so we should visit him, you and I. And we, we, we need to go yes. and learn, learn all the things he has to tell us. Or and yeah, drink. I mean, we stay. Well, we'll, we'll learn by drinking, <laughs> learn by by immersion. So he'll be in the store Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. So come meet him, taste his wines. They're just love. They're just, it's just, it's a great experience to taste, actual meet the person who cared for, yeah. harvested, created the wine that you're drinking. It's a kind of a fun deal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, talk to you next week. Sounds great. All right. Thank, Thank you, you for listening. Have a glass of wine. (laughs) Cheers.